Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Sepp interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the RG Business Navigate series. I'm Shivani Sait and I'm your host. Today, I welcome on on the podcast Sylvia Jones, the Managing Director of Corporate Concierge and the Director of Elevate Executive Selection in Bermuda. Welcome, Sylvia. Thank you, Shivani. I'm looking forward to this because you have a super overview of Bermuda and that's what I'm looking forward to listening to today. You have a very unique twin engine vehicle that you have established and I know many people do not know enough about it. So perhaps I think my first question should be, tell me a little bit about this twin engine. One side of it is Elevate Executive Selection and the other side is Corporate Concierge. Thank you, Shivani, and thank you for inviting me to be part of the Navigate series. Uh, this is exciting time in Bermuda as we sort of embark on uh, Q3 2022. And from from our perspective, um, we're looking forward to a lot of uh, activity over the next couple of months. But certainly from uh, our early days, Corporate Concierge was created out of my own experience moving to Bermuda. Okay. So uh, I'm here 17 years now. And uh, and based on my early days here, I realized very quickly that there is quite a significant uh, movement of expats on and off island. And they really required more support than was provided at the time. And so I created Corporate Concierge to really address that need and use my own learnings and my own experience to inform that. And really it, it grew from there. Um, then, of course, the 2008 crash happened. So it was possibly one of the worst times to be um, launching a new business and, and hoping to grow it. But one of my um, colleagues at the time introduced me to Sir John Swan. Okay. And soon after, I had a little chat with him, and he, I said, what should I do as someone who's just set up a company here? And he said, well, the best advice I can give you is to stick to the plan he said, because after every downturn, there is always a rise. And so uh, the smart people plan for when the economy rebounds and they use the time wisely. So I took that very much to heart and actually recall the same advice during COVID when that happened. So I think twice now we've seen, um, we've seen Bermuda and the economy here take a, a hit from various factors and reasons. Uh, but I think those... Um, those companies and organizations, both locally and, and internationally here, that have really um, thrived are, are those that have planned during the, the downtime. So corporate concierge in any event has has really grown and serves uh, the international business sector here in terms of providing relocation support to executives moving mostly to Bermuda. Okay, thank you. And if we begin by focusing on Elevate, when was the first one? Co- when was the company first set up in Bermuda? I know you said it came after corporate concierge. How many years has it been 
in existence? Yeah, sure. I mean, Elevate came about because we were working so closely with some of our executives. They said to me, Sylvia, listen, you know me so well by now in working with my family and I on our relocation. I'm looking to grow my team. Can you help me find more people like me? Okay. And so uh, I said, yes, of course. Um, and uh, and that really led me to look for a partner who really understood executive search and what that entailed. So back in 2014, is when we formally uh, created Elevate Executive Selection Bermuda. Okay. And so part of the planning that went into those early days was the need for an international perspective on the executive search process. Because at the time here in Bermuda, we didn't have a company that had that element to it. So I felt that was really important. And I think that where I really have uh, a significant role to play in Elevate is advising those who are considering taking roles in Bermuda what the lifestyle is like here and what they can expect when they actually move here. So that, yes, they're perfect as a candidate on paper, but they also need to have the right mindset so that they can personally thrive here. And through your experiences of living here, you were key for that role. Absolutely. And you talked about it being an international company. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Where else is Elevate based? Sure. Uh, when I first met with uh, James Fitzsimons, who is my business partner at Elevate, he had an office in Dublin and also in Dubai. And so he was looking for uh, another place to expand to. And he had actually done quite a lot of work with the Bank of Bermuda in the early days of his career. And so had been on Ireland and had a little insight into the mindset of the corporate culture here, which is really important. So um, he said yes. And and I said, well, it's really important to me that actually uh, there's quite a lot of uh, understanding and investment into the local community here as part of what we do. So he was fully on board with that and uh, and that's really played out well for us. Okay. Yeah. And talking about your candidates, are they generally based in Bermuda or do you place candidates from overseas too? Uh, it's really a mix and it really depends on the roles. Um, I would say if I had to, we probably feel 60% of our candidates are from overseas. Okay. Um, and 40% are here. It depends on the sector really. Um from an insurance perspective, I suppose the roles, the actuarial roles, the risk roles, and some of the data scientist roles, that experience is needed and it has to come in from overseas. Whereas on the legal side, so legal counsel, corporate administrators, trusts, individuals, corporate secretaries, those individuals, there is a huge body of that knowledge here already in Bermuda. So we've actually uh, undertaken a a complete mapping of the Bermuda market from a legal perspective so that we have a 100% understanding really of who's here, what their experience is, how many years qualified they are, etc. So that when we have a client coming in with a need, we can give them very real live data. Okay, and with with your clients from overseas, just to understand the process, do you actually aid with the process of helping with a work permit application, helping helping navigate through that process or does the company your client actually take care of that side and you just present candidates? Yeah, in, in most instances the, the HR in the office here in Bermuda uh, would take would take care of the work permit application process but we certainly provide support around that uh, and for some of the new startups as well we would actually do the uh, work permit application process. For obviously for the um, C-suite individuals that's really quite a streamlined process now which everyone is very grateful to the Department of Immigration for. Okay. And you talked a little bit about the industry. Um, I note that your client base is specifically focused on the reinsurance industry. 
Do you feel that with the growth of other industries here in Bermuda, such as the fintech space, will entice you to expand your business, expand where you're looking for candidates and there'll be a natural demand coming from those new sectors? Uh, yes, I, I do, actually. I mean, I think the uh, the life insurance and reinsurance space in Bermuda continues to grow very rapidly. So we're, uh, we're seeing a lot of movement in that area. But outside of that, I would say that um, the government has done a lot of work in the fintech space, but that hasn't yet translated, at least in our experience, to real jobs on the ground here and the need to fill those types of roles. We hope they're coming and uh, we would like to see that happen, but we haven't actually seen it uh, as a reality as yet, which uh, which is really interesting. But we do see a lot of growth um, in the legal sector. Uh, there is um, a, continued, a continuous need for corporate lawyers, for example, and so we would have uh, uh, quite a broad um, range of individuals in that space, but also in the banking um, sector, because we've we've just seen the um, announcement of Jewel Bank joining the banking industry here in yes. Bermuda, which is really quite exciting. And so that uh, changes the, uh, the landscape quite significantly in terms of the types of individuals that will be required here in Bermuda uh, within the banking sector. I think the, the existing banks will be looking to make some changes to meet new demands. And so uh, there's quite a lot of opportunity there for sure. And do you think that there are, will be candidates that will be approaching you now for those new areas of talent that are required here in Bermuda? Yeah, I think um, I think there's some individuals here who can fill those roles, but I do think um, a lot of the, for example, individuals with e-licensing application experience, we don't have those types of individuals here on island. So we'll be looking at those jurisdictions overseas who have already sort of paved the way in that space. And, uh, and we've already had conversations with some of them, actually, who'd be quite interested in lending their support and experience to the organisations that we're expecting here in Bermuda. Okay, thank you. And I also note recently that you've done quite a lot of work on cyber risk. Again, an area that I feel is expanding and very much should be at the forefront of everybody's strategy. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit more about your work in this area. Yeah, uh, cyber risk is um, a, a whole new field actually for Bermuda. Okay. And it's um, we had an organization come to us uh, with a need um, to fill a cyber risk role. And that led us to do some research into it. And so we've uh, created quite a, a significant uh, link with the ICCTF and Paul C. DeWire, who's really a, a subject matter expert in the field of cyber risk. So... Um, We've been working with Paul on uh, presenting a number of uh, in-house presentations to board of directors, for example, because it's really a, a new field of interest and, and the learning has to happen at that level so that the right questions can be asked of the organizations. So um, cyber risk is something that is uh a really important factor that companies and organizations are and need to look at and they are addressing now. So I think a lot of the, there are not a lot of, um, there are not enough candidates globally actually in that space. And so um, a lot of uh, the experience is needed in Bermuda and also in companies and their offices overseas. So yes, it's a growth sector for us and, uh, and for Bermuda generally, which is quite exciting. And you may laugh at this, but I have heard it often said that cyber risk will be our next COVID. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually spot on. Um, I myself did a um, cyber risk uh, boot camp for women so that I can actually start to understand some of the concepts behind it. And it's really quite phenomenal, the uh, the experience that um, 
states, nation states have, have actually experienced and, and how devastating the impacts of cyber breaches are on companies, organizations and, com- and uh, countries. And so, uh, yes, the, the potential for disaster is huge. There's a lot of work that's being done in the background to sort of mitigate that and to plan for it and, and ideally prevent it. But um, the, the uh, I suppose, those perpetuating the cyber challenges and, and harm are always one step ahead. So it's very hard to for organizations to sort of maintain... Um, the levels of security that they really need to have. So it's uh, it's something that's ever-present out there because um, I suppose we are almost entirely reliant in so many areas of our lives on um, cyber-related business and resources. Yes, and you certainly b- seem to be raising the profile very well. Well, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's huge for Bermuda, and I think... Uh, it, it's a potential area where Bermuda can become a centre of excellence, really. Um, okay. You know, because we do have so many uh, uh, interested individuals here in knowing more, learning more, and actually participating more in, in cyber risk academies and summits. So, yeah, it's, it's okay. a huge topic. So, in summary of Elevate, then, if you, you know, if you think about the future of Elevate, you've talked about the different industries, the new industries from Jewel to FinTech to perhaps cryptocurrency, where do you see Elevate going in the future? Obviously, as you said earlier, reinsur- the reinsurance industry will continue to grow, will always have a natural demand, but there are new industries that will come in and we'll, we will require the talent here in Bermuda. What, what yeah, are you thinking? I think, um, I think the, the new industries um, will, be, uh, will be in the in banking offshoots, fintech, for sure, we hope. Um, I think there's still some ground to be done on that before before we see actual uh, tangible growth, but um, but I mean I think the Bermuda as a really a leading jurisdiction in so many areas is constantly evolving, and so the organisations here, the law firms for example, and, and the reinsurance companies, the ILS companies, they uh, they're always looking at ways of of doing business in new ways, different ways, better ways, and so in, with. With our clients, we work very collaboratively at um, where are the gaps in their needs, what is their sort of you know eighteen to two eighteen months to two year strategy, okay. where do they see the growth happening, and so aligning then um, our candidate base with those needs. Thank you, and pivoting to corporate concierge now, it's a perfect complement to your work that you do with Elevate and your candidates. Tell me about the customized services that you offer to newcomers looking to settle into Bermuda. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, corporate concierge, um, as I said, it's around for 15 years now. And so it's it's really a full service relocation company in terms of it, it can offer everything for an individual or a family moving to Bermuda from home, hunt, home, uh, home searching, um, school finding, settling in services, supporting with shipping, utilities, driving licenses, um, or, or any one of those types of um, elements can be segmented and, and offered as an individual standalone service. Okay. Yeah. And it's proving to be incredibly popular. It is, so yeah. I mean, um, most of the executives we work with, they've worked internationally before and they've experienced this type and level of service previously. So they are coming to Bermuda then with the expe- expectation that this type of service is provided to them. And very much in existence. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. So it, it's not a new concept to them. Um, and uh, and then most of the companies here are really uh, quite generous in providing that because they realise that when an individual moves here, it's 
it's a, a huge leap of faith for their family to come and join them yes. and to set up a new life and lifestyle here. And so providing support to them to facilitate that, um, you know, indicates the, the organization's commitment to that individual and to their success here. And the sooner that they can actually focus on their job and less on the settling inside of things, then the more they're contributing to the organisation. And do you provide an aftercare service, as they call it? So once the families are settled, once the candidate is settled, how do you... You know, is there something that you offer afterwards or does the relationship pretty much end there once they're settled? No, it, it can continue. So there's a, a continuous con- concierge support package that people can can sign up for and be part of. Uh, and we do have a concierge circle, which is a group where we host events um, quarterly. And uh, this is where we'll invite those that we've relocated in the past, whether it's it's more recent past or or quite longer term. Okay. Uh, because it's good to stay connected, but it's also a really wonderful opportunity to... Uh, create uh, a moment of connection for people who are new to the island because I think the sooner that one can uh, make new friends, meet a new circle, uh, the sooner that you'll feel happy and settled. And so any opportunity that we have, whether it's a coffee morning or cocktails after work or uh, a picnic at the Botanical Gardens, which we've hosted, yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's really great to uh, to bring people together, introduce them to others who've gone through the relocation process because everyone has a different experience of it and everyone has uh, a nugget of information that they're happy to pass on and to share with others. And I think what makes Bermuda so vibrant are the people who are new to the island. Yes. And and they bring such great energy and and new new thoughts and ideas and experiences and that's what keeps our our community revitalized in a way. Certainly. And so yeah, I think it's it's really great to provide that level of interaction um for for the clients who've moved here previously with those who are new. And personally, I can say it's an incredibly lonely experience moving to a new place and not knowing anyone. Yeah, it can be quite intimidating. It is certainly quite daunting. So the local economy, as we hear time and time again, is very much dependent on new people coming to the island. You are certainly the barometer for me for knowing about if there are new people coming to the island. Uh, You know, what sort of trends are you seeing? Obviously, pre-COVID, a specific question I suppose I have for you today is, on average, how many families would you settle in Bermuda in a year pre-COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, we're in a whole new space now as a result of COVID. I think pre-COVID, it was very predictable for us how many families on average would, would move to Bermuda. I would say that of our client base, interestingly, um, 70% of our, our clients in any given year would be families um, 10% would be couples and the rest are single individuals coming here. Okay. Um, I think that uh, we had a very uh, predictable cycle in that, um, it, and it's obviously tied to the hiring practices of the companies, but we would see our busiest periods uh, from a relocation perspective would be November through January every year okay. and also April through August. And so that those are the moments when people are both leaving the island but also new and coming in. And so the the largest demand for properties, for vehicles, for um, any of the goods and services that we provide are naturally, they fall within those periods of time because we have those new individuals coming here looking to to set up their homes. So looking futuristically post-COVID, have you now or are you now seeing an increase in people interested in coming to Bermuda to live, to come here to work? Is it What's it looking like for us for the next sort of 12 to 18 months? Yeah, I think... Um, uh, 
I think there people will still continue to to want to be here, and obviously the growth that we've spoken about it that I think will happen will lead to more individuals on the ground here. We need them here, actually, um, from a, a an economic growth perspective. Yes, it's really important that we actually increase our numbers um, uh, on the ground here, and I think some work has been done recently um, to to encourage and promote that, which is really fantastic. But um, because it really the the trickle down effect is huge, and the impact on Every one of us living here in Bermuda is massive. Um, So I think uh, COVID led to a situation where we had very condensed um, number of people moving to, uh, to the island because very little of it happened in 2020. All of those who should have come in 2020 eventually made it to Bermuda in 2021, right. along with those who also were scheduled to arrive in any event to take up new positions in 2021. And so we had huge pressure on the housing market. We had huge demand for vehicles. And uh, and then because of global supply chain issues, we it was very hard to get cars. It was hard to get furniture. The shipping industry was in disarray. Not all of that has gone away. And certainly those are factors that uh, we're very aware uh, sort of impact timelines of individuals now looking okay. to come here. And I think we're seeing where previously we would have worked with individuals for about three months prior to their move to Bermuda, right through to three months after they get here. Now we're starting to see relocation initiations sometimes up to a year in advance because it's we've realized and, and our clients here have realized on based on our advice that we need to start the planning much earlier in the process because we need to understand and, and plan for the shipping needs, their home finding needs, uh, we're very attuned with the residential rental market here and knowing what properties are, are available and and being able to really place um, and handpick homes really for our senior executives so that they can actually hit the ground running when they get here. Okay, thank you. And during COVID, the government was very quick to react and set up the Digital Nomad program. Did you have any digital nomads approaching you for your services to help you help them settle in? Uh, yeah, really great question, actually. I do think um, quite a number of individuals took um, the opportunity to move to Bermuda to live uh, and work remotely from here, which is absolutely fantastic. And I think the timing of that initiative was spot on. And I do hope it continues, actually. Um, I think that the digital nomads that we certainly um, uh, interacted and engaged with were um, on the venture capitalist side. So okay. they were coming to Bermuda, obviously realizing there is opportunity here um, and and hoping to make the most of that. Uh, I think a lot of digital nomads came um, who wouldn't have required our services. They felt that, you know what, Bermuda is manageable. We can do it on our own. Um, and it was during COVID, so there was very little that could be done. Uh, but I think they, they had an impact uh, on a certain sector of the residential rental market. Yes. Um, but not to the great extent that I think people have thought they would have had. Um, but I think that... Um, Digital nomads will come here for the next maybe two years after that. I think the novelty of the sort of hybrid work scenario will have worn off. And I think some companies already are looking at, well, actually, maybe it's better to bring people back into the office on a more permanent basis and and sort of ease out or phase out rather the the, um, remote working uh, options. It it is certainly interesting to see how companies are now playing that out and the different choices they're offering their staff, which then have an impact on all of us, really, and on the economy here in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you have, there are any hindrances or obstacles in the work that you do? Is there anything that could help improve it? 
we obviously can't build enough houses in time, but, but no, if there's something exactly. else. Yeah, I mean, the, yes, uh, Bermuda, we are in a housing crisis. Um, I will say that for sure from, uh, from the perspective of someone who works with quite a number of people coming here every year. Okay. Um, we need to really address that. Uh, and I think... If I could, sorry, yeah. just butt in there a little bit. So just define housing crisis. Is it a certain type of house or is it across the board you're talking I would say it's across the board, actually. Um, okay. In, in pre-COVID, I would have said that um, if you were coming to Bermuda, we should have between 10 and 12 homes to show you. Okay. And these would be hand-selected uh, based on your um, interests and needs. Um, and, and that would be sort of our, our A list of properties. We'd have already discounted maybe eight or nine properties that we feel, okay, we can. these are fallback um, options, yes. right? Now we're in a situation where uh, you will be very lucky if you have two or three properties to see. Right. Um, and this is regardless of whether you're willing to spend $3,000 a month on your rent or whether you're spending $30,000 a month on your rent. Right. So it really, it, it's it's throughout the whole spectrum. Um, and uh, we're finding that a number of um, work permit holders have chosen to remain in Bermuda for possibly longer than they may have originally anticipated. So they never left to then release those homes back into the rental market. And so that's been um, a huge factor uh, in this. So just thinking out loud about that, would that not imply then that we do have a lot of people here in Bermuda if there are no more houses and usually as the cycle would go? Well, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of Bermudians come back during COVID. Okay. Yeah, that's been a, uh, a real factor to this as well. So, uh, and we've had, we've had clients where uh, homeowners have needed um, tenants out because they have had family members returning. So I do know it is a real factor that's, that's played into the rental market uh, concerns. Um, there have been a number of um, uh, house sales and purchases, obviously, that's impacted yes. this as well. Yes, uh, That's a, a well-documented topic. And... Um, and so the, the, the net gain of individuals has been small but significant. Yes. And we are a small market in any event from a, a rental are. perspective. Yeah. And so um, any fluctuation is really quite significant and, and felt in a very real way. And do you offer, are there any solutions you can possibly think of? To <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would say to any, uh, any property owner, if they're at all thinking of doing renovations and, uh, and or uh, looking at buying with a view to creating a rental property as an investment, um, now is absolutely the time to do it. Um, the challenge then becomes sourcing material and labour and, and project management. But, but very much so, as you said earlier, when you first met with Sir John Swan, he, he talked a lot about about building out for the future rather than just yeah. focusing on the downturns, think about the upturns. So that's very good advice. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're seeing um, more of a demand for city living. So okay. if there are empty office buildings here, which I think there are, we could look at uh, possibly rezoning those so that um, residential apartments are feasible. Okay. Um, because we the, the demand is certainly there. We're seeing it... Um, and a lot of companies are bringing in individuals on a secondment basis, for example. So they're here for six months, they're here for nine months on a rotating basis. And so um, they need to live close to work. They want to live close to work and they're used to city living. But our current um, uh, provision of apartments can't meet the demand. Okay. 
So finally, Sylvia, for people listening to the podcast who are coming to who are coming or perhaps new to Bermuda, what would be your top three tips for them? Yeah, I think um, I think if someone's not already in Bermuda, uh, they should uh, in fact check out BermudaRelocation.com. Something I haven't even touched on, but it's a, a website that specifically. Uh, created to answer all the questions every expat has ever had about Bermuda before they've gotten here. So that's a huge resource. But uh, outside of that, um, I think if individuals are um, coming here, I think it's really important to have an open mindset and a willingness to get involved in community events, as I think this will really broaden their experience uh, and uh, enhance their uh, appreciation and enjoyment of the island. But also... um, to be prepared to be absolutely stunned by our natural beauty. And we hear this all the time. And it's so lovely to see how people are so impressed by it. And I think that um, in, in coming here, I think it's really important as well to be ready to embrace the outdoor lifestyle that we have on offer here. Indeed. Because it's, yeah. it's such a change and such a welcome difference uh, for those who come here and those that are able to enjoy it uh, and make the most of it really enjoy their time here. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming in and telling me all about this wonderful twin engine. I think it's a, a unique service that certainly doesn't exist in Bermuda, so we're incredibly grateful that you've come in and talked to me about that. So I'd like to thank you. Thank you to Sylvia Jones for coming on the RG Business Podcast Navigate series. I am Shivani Sait, and I've been your host. Thank you, Shivani. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Sat. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.